LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station and up to 1,000 watts. LDG power tuners are ideal for portable and mobile use as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year, fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. This is episode number 345. And this week, another 30 days review. This is the peer review system. Have you heard about it yet? Well, if you have a 100 watt ID, friends, you can become a reviewer for 30 days. Simply put, the show will send out some ham radio equipment or ham radio adjacent equipment, and our friends, our peers will evaluate the criteria, and you get an honest peer review system. If it's terrible, it's terrible, and you'll know it. If it's great, we don't want to uh, spend your money for you by opening up and having me say, hey, it's great. You'll love it. Go ahead and buy it. These are three of your peers who will... uh, critique each category, and let you know the truth. This week, we're going to be talking about an interesting product I didn't even know really existed, and uh, it's r Electronics, and they've got a piece of gear. It's the RLPS30M, and you'll see it's a switching power supply, or at least you'll hear about a switching power supply. Our three friends joining us tonight are Ian, November, Victor, Four, Charlie. You may recognize that call sign because Sunday nights, uh, he was a net control from the state of Georgia. So you may have worked him in the past. He'll be here with us. Mark, Whiskey 9, Whiskey Golf November is here. And Gil, Whiskey Alpha 1, Lima Alpha Delta. The fellas are going to give it to us straight, and that's what we want. And so... The 30-day review of this RNL switching power supply will begin with the packing. And I will welcome in Ian, November Victor 4, Charlie. You received this product. Uh, first shot at our criteria is the packaging. What did you uh what did you make of it once it came to the door? Hey Christian. Um hey. you know, I, I was uh mostly pleased with it the it was double boxed uh, it came from i think you ordered it from ldg electronics and uh it showed up uh, like i said double boxed plenty of packing material <clears throat> excuse me in between the two boxes the outer box uh the carrier was the carrier the outer box had some some mild crumpling to it and some mild crushes some mild crushing on the corners um open it up and a bunch of packing peanuts and the other box uh, that had the actual power supply in it, pulled that out, basically pristine. Uh, it was in great shape. It didn't show any signs of the abuse or the wear and tear that the outer packaging took. Um, took it down, cracked that open. Uh, inside was even more, uh, they didn't use peanuts to pack the power supply. They actually used uh, 
um, pieces of, of squares and rectangles started from sheeting, I guess. Uh, that, that power supply wasn't going anywhere. It was packed in there nice and tightly. Uh, it, it came out without a scratch on it. The packaging, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, you get, get an A-plus on the way it was packaged. Good deal. You know, it means a lot to us, uh, Hams, when we when we buy a product and it's shipped to us. I love to hear that it was double-boxed. Uh, the peanuts are, I can take it or leave those. Those things kind of tend to annoy me. But, hey, they do their own thing. Mark, Whiskey 9, Whiskey Golf November. Let's talk about the packaging a little bit. Was it what you expected? Yeah, it was. I'm with Ian. Yeah, the outer box was you know a little bit crumpled, but like I said, it's the carrier, and the, it was double boxed, and the, the internal box was you know, in fine shape. And yeah, the peanuts, yeah, it was packed in peanuts. That was a little annoying, especially when the dogs got into it, and I pulled it out, and you know, it was packed nicely and everything else. The uh, the power supply was in pristine condition. It uh, looked uh, good, no scratches and everything else. And uh, like Ian said, that thing wasn't going anywhere. It uh, was very well packed and uh, it uh, looked uh, looked real good. Tell me what it means to you when you receive a product that you spend money for and good money comes around. What do you? What are your expectations? What's your criteria for receiving something in the mail? Uh, basically, that's it. It has to be packed well. You know, especially when you say. You buy something, you know, uh, especially you spend a lot of money. I want it uh, packed correctly. I want want it uh, not damaged because obviously if it's a higher price item like a radio, yeah, it's a big hassle to return it. Everything else, so double packing and make sure there's nothing wrong with it and it's packed well. Yeah, that's the important part for, you know, when you buy online. Okay, thank you. We'll go over to Gil. Whiskey Alpha 1, Lima Alpha uh, Delta Tell me what you thought when you got that package on your doorstep, Gil. Oh, good evening, Christian. Um, same thing as the other two guys. Um, the outer box was kind of beat up, um, but the double boxing saved the internal box that had the power supply in it. Um, getting to the internal box, no damage or anything to it. Uh, the power supply itself was packed very well. It was very secure in the box between... Um, the sheets of styrofoam and the other cutouts they had in there. It wasn't going anywhere. So uh, packaging wise, they did a nice job to make sure it was going to arrive safely. All right. Good deal. That's a big, that's a big thing for me. Uh, you know, we talk about it on the used market too. If it's not double box, I'm not going to get it. If I buy anything that's used, it's just, it's just me. I love the here double boxed. 30 day review continues. Now we're looking at a product called the RNL Electronic Switching Power Supply. A different kind of product that we've had in the past. We've done software, we've done antennas. Now we're going to look at a power supply and looking at category number two. Let's go over to the manual and see what Ian starts to think. We've got a lot of people who are technical and you got people like me who are not super technical, but the reverse is true. I need a good detailed manual for my products because i'm not super technical what says you about the manual uh i think the manual is where this one falls short christian uh it was you know just a folded in half sheet of eight and a half by 11 paper uh piece of paper it, it was kind of professionally printed but the only thing it really had on it was um you know kind of like the operating specs and diagrams that showed the front and the back of the power supply and that identified the ports, the connectors, the knobs, the buttons, the switches, all that. And that was basically the manual. Um, 
nothing more, no, you know, guides on, you know, best, you know, they're recommended best ways to connect anything up. I mean, it's a power supply. It's not that tough, but, um, you know, for the uninitiated, a little bit more guidance, a little bit more, you know, the, the best way to use this is this way, you know, you can use, uh, you know, cord with spade lugs, or you can use banana plugs or whatever. There was no guidance along those lines um, to help guide anyone. It was basically just, here it is, here's what all the connectors are, go forth and power your stuff. So almost, a, you know, not to put words in your mouth here, but, a, you know, it, it, sort of implied that you knew what you were doing, right? So a ham that's knowing what they're bit. doing that could do other things and understood what you could do with it, maybe that's who it was for or packaged manually for? Uh, yeah, that seems like the target audience for the manual. Uh, if I was a newbie, I'd, I'd want somebody just to, you know, somebody around just to make sure I didn't blow myself up or <laughs> blow the power supply up, make sure everything was connected correctly, uh, you know, walk me through maybe how to build the proper connect cabling to use this this particular power supply if you you know and, and that gets a little far outside of what any manual is going to tell you um but uh yeah it was to me it was lacking okay mark whiskey nine whiskey golf november are we being a little too picky i again i need a little bit here i like to see pictures i like to i everybody learns differently what did you make of the manual the manual, like Ian said, it's not overly technical, I guess, which is a good thing, I guess, maybe for a newbie. It, uh, it's simple. Uh, it does have pictures. It outlines the, uh, uh, by numbers, what each control does. Um, it's, it's, it's a simple manual. It's nothing real technical. It gives you, uh, you know, you know, shows you what each knob does. It tells you the output, uh, uh, you know, what it, what it can handle as far as uh, uh, power and everything else, so it's not not a technical manual. So I would say, personally, just by looking at it, it's something that maybe a tech, uh, a, a new person can handle without uh, maybe hurting themselves or uh, you know just plugging it in. It should be very simple for even most newest person to be able to get on the air with and plug their radio in without uh, too big of uh, a deal. Okay. Thank you. Gil, maybe we're being a little too sensitive here now. Maybe uh, there's a lot of hams that uh, think manual, who needs a manual? And they toss it right out. You got a balance there. Did they hit the mark with the balance? So interesting with the manual, um, the instruction page itself is about two thirds of a page. The longest page in it is the last page, which lists the cautions of using the power supply. Uh, high um, starting current um, on your device. Don't use it in a wet environment. You know, the no, the usual cautions that a seasoned amateur would would know kind of off the top of their head. So that would, to me, that would be the most important page for, uh, you know, a, a newbie, as you say. Overall, I mean, the description of the jacks and what they do, the dials, uh, the meters, all that stuff, uh, pretty self-explanatory, not that hard. Um, the one thing that was I thought was good, it told you right in the instructions, the maximum amperage for the cigarette lighter plug, which is 10 amps. So uh, I know most vehicles now have a 20 amp cigarette plug in them. 
So that's something I assumed that it was a 20 amp, but it's only 10. So there is a couple of pieces of info in the manual that are good, but I found the most informative, the caution page. Okay. Thank you for that. All right. There you have it. The manual review from the 30 day review from our peers. If you want to be a reviewer, you go to 100 watts and a wire.com click and get your 100 watt ID. Very simple, very free. And in a couple of days, you're sequentially issued your ID. Then you can go over to the 30-day tab and be like this cohort here. Get yourself in a lottery. Once you're in, you're in. It cycles through. We'll send out products as long as uh, our sponsors will allow. And we will uh, send out you know, your sponsors, your membership, your donations. All are going back out to propagate ham radio in this fashion. All right, our 30 days review system continues now with the install i want to see how this cohort installed it where they put it how are they using it let's start with ian november victor for charlie ian what'd you do with this thing once you got it out of the box and put it in line um i you know i installed it like a, a regular uh bench power supply i found a i happened to find in my my junk box a uh, pigtail that had ring lugs on one end and power poles on the other end so perfect just hook that up take the unscrew the caps on the uh, back plugs pop that on um i started out with it directly plugged into plugged into obviously to a, a 110 outlet um in the shack and then plugged directly into the power cord for my k3 ran it that way for a few days uh after i felt like i had kind of done enough with that i then took the uh i've got a, a rig runner 4008 power distribution unit that I use in the shack because I also power my uh, my K3, my P3, and my KAT500 antenna tuner are all powered off the same source. So after running it, just powering the K3 for a while, I uh, took the rig runner, plugged the power supply into the, into the power distribution unit, and used it to power just about everything in my shack after that. So that was that was the install. It's right now it's sitting on just on top of the desk. Um, connected to the to the rig runner with all the other appropriate cabling coming into it okay good to see how you used it and i'll ask the fellows this too when you get something new like a power supply i don't know if this is a piece maybe i'm not a, a seasoned ham quite enough yet or have that brand bias you know what i mean uh, when it comes to you do you do you think i don't know about plugging in my main rig to this thing is there any sort of hesitation when it comes to uh, powering up your gear I, you know, I didn't have any hesitation with it. Um, I've heard of RNL Electronics as a place to buy gear. I wasn't aware they actually right. made a power supply. So it was, I didn't have a whole lot of great expectations about the power supply to start with. But no, I plugged it right in um, straight into the radio and didn't give it a second thought, really. Okay. Let's go over to Mark, W9WGN. Uh, same question for you, sir. The install, what did you use this thing to power up? Uh, basically, Christian, I put it on my desk, uh, plugged it into my power strip on the floor, and uh, what I did is I actually used my Icon 5100 to use it and uh, powered it up and uh, just kind of uh, listened around on it. I uh, had to switch some antennas since I also run an Icon 7100 as my uh, VHF UHF antenna, and I didn't want to really crawl anymore on the floor to disconnect that. So basically, it uh, worked fine. Uh, I, I had no you know, qualms about uh, 
powering it up to uh, you know for the first time. I mean, maybe it's just me. I've always done that. Uh, just uh, uh, use the new power supply. Just kind of plug it in, and away I go with it. Yeah, I didn't mean to insinuate that there'd be any problems with this thing. Like it came out of the blue, or you know, out of a right. out of the junk heap. I just wonder if there is that sort of you know that you may hesitant, maybe hesitant to uh, plug your really expensive radio into a new power supply that you know nothing about. But it seems like you're uh, you're all right with it. I just just let it go. <laughs> all right, understood. Very good, Gil. Let's talk a little bit about your install, at least what you use this for. Well, I used it for uh, multiple things, actually. When I first got it, unboxed it, plugged it in, I actually powered it up before anything was plugged into it. And um, I plugged in the car adapter for my flashlight to the 10 amp port on the front. And that worked very well. So I was good with the operation of it. Uh, from there, I decided to use um, fire up my uh, Yezu 7250 analog digital 2 meter 440 mobile for a couple of days. Uh, ran fine on that. Um, didn't get warm or anything. And then I transferred it over and used it as the um, testing power supply for my um, POTA shack in the box setup that I just completed building. So that has a uh, 991 alpha and an old Kenwood TMG 707A. And it powered both of them up, along with the LED lighting that's in the box and a couple of other accessories off a um, uh, rig runner power strip in the back. And I, it was a flawless install. I was, I was pretty impressed. Everything, everything worked well with it. Uh, and I had the same thing. I had a ring terminal uh, pigtail with uh, power poles on the other end that I used. So okay. overall, not, not, not quick. Quick install, nothing crazy. No hesitation? Nope. Okay. Nope, I just uh, plugged it in, fired it up, plugged the uh, flashlight in it, and then the radio, and off we went. All right, understood. All right, our 30-day review continues as we head into a little different of the bench test. Uh, we've heard a little bit about how the guys were using it, what they're powering up, and that sort of thing. It's a little different when you, you put a piece of equipment like this on the bench test, so bear with us. We'll still call it a bench test, bang it around, beat it up a little bit, and then uh, we'll go into some of the other areas as well. Let's start with Ian, though. Uh, when we think about bench tests, we think about you know SWRs, but maybe we can do an AB. Were you able to AB this at all against the power supply that's already existing at your shack? Um, so I use a my normal power supply is an Astron rs 35a i think it's a they're 35 amp 30 amp uh 30 amp nominal 35 amp on surge power supply uh and, and it's been running in my shack flawlessly since 2007 when i got licensed um i took the rnl electronics when one of the first things i did was uh before i attached my gear to it i did put a voltmeter to it just to make sure that it was you know it says 13 amps 13.8 amps and it was right at 13.8 volts, sorry. And it was right at it, um, right at 13.82 volts. So I was really happy with that. Um, I also, as I was testing it for a few days, I did put a uh, buddy of mine loaned me one of the little devices that goes in between the load and the, and the, and the supply, and it'll tell you what the current draw and the voltage drop is. Um, so I had that to kind of monitor things. 
first thing I did, like I said, was I plugged it into my K3 and I've gotten really big into FT8 the last yeah, year, year and a half, I guess. Um, with COVID, with the, you know, the pandemic and sunspot cycle being what it was. Um, and I got to tell you, I was, I was pretty pleased with the performance. Um, the, the K3 is set to draw 23-ish amps uh, at full peak draw uh, current under full load. FT8 is a, well, when it's transmitting, it's 100% duty cycle. Never saw a, a current drop anywhere close to that coming off the power supply. Um, and I was making contacts all over the place. So very much not disappointed, very pleased with that. It held up really, really well while I was doing that phase of the testing. Um, I moved to uh, a little bit after a few days of doing that. Like I said, I moved it to powering everything in my shack that I power off of off of my power supply. Uh, and then add to that, uh, this past weekend was the ARRL DX contest that I worked about five hours in over the course of the weekend. Uh, the weekend before that, two QSO parties, the the was Carolina QSO party weekend. So I worked South Carolina and the North Carolina QSO parties running the whole shack. Didn't have any issues at all. It ran ran like a champ. Um, never never saw uh, never saw the voltage drop below about 13.3, 13.4 volts coming out of the thing, even at full load. Never saw the current draw more than about 15 to 17 amps. Um, so it powered everything. It ran everything, um, without any issues. The, the only thing, and I, and I'll, I'll say, I don't know if this is because it, there wasn't an issue or the noise, I, I live in a kind of noisy area, uh, from an RF perspective, the little, um, knob on the front that's supposed to shift the, uh, the RF hash. Uh, in my case, it didn't do anything. I, I played with that several times. And adjusting it, I didn't notice any drop in the noise floor in my area. It could be that the power supply wasn't contributing, in which case, wonderful, great. It could be that the, the ambient noise floor in my area is higher already than whatever uh, noise the switching power supply was producing, in which case I wouldn't have noticed any difference anyway. Um, it could have been it wasn't producing any RF hash to cause any problems. So uh, just that that one thing that adjustment didn't seem to do anything for me. Uh, I'd switch it back and forth between displaying voltage provided and current, and I get a you know pretty accurate reading on the on the meter there. Matched up pretty close to what the the digital meter that I had in line was telling me. So uh, as far as I guess a bench test, if you will, uh, it, it came through pretty well. I was pretty impressed with it. This is basically a hybrid. Uh, for this piece of thing, kind of, uh, you know, it's a bench test and a performance. How did it perform it? It, it has a job to do kind of, you know, in there in That's the shack. Right. We're not going to make contact. So we can treat this as a uh, hybrid. I was listening to your answer and I'm like, yeah, this is a bench test plus performance. We'll, uh, we'll make this a hybrid yeah. category. Uh, thank you for there, that. There you go. But yeah, I was, I was very happy with the way it performed. Mark, W9WGN, let's talk about, we're going to do a hybrid here. We'll do the bench test, and you can uh, talk about the performance, kind of all-in-one on this piece of equipment. What do you think? Okay, very good, Christian. Yeah, uh, I'm like Ian. I run, uh, my main power supply is an Astron uh, RS30 slash 35, and uh, that's my main one I run the everything off of. And um, I put, uh, like I say, in my Icon 30, or 5100, off of uh, the the 
the uh, RNL uh, power supply right now for about a week at least, and uh, I, I would leave it out for uh, on two meter repeater here locally, and uh, at times use uh, D Star, and it performed flawlessly. I would, you know, just to make sure, you know, I wouldn't tell anybody that I was running a different power supply, and uh, I always got good audio reports. Uh, I did not uh, put a voltmeter into it like uh, Ian did. I didn't have one laying around. It was working right then and there, but. Uh, uh, as far as the uh, hash and now I messed with the same knob and uh, didn't seem that, like uh, while I was uh, talking in QSOs, it didn't seem like it made any bit of difference due to the fact that uh, where I live, uh, very, very uh, low noise level out here, which is nice. So, uh, but uh, it, it uh, seemed like it performed well. Like I said, the 5100 was the only thing I really put on it, Christian. Uh, I don't hear, I thought about throwing on uh, my Yaesu 8570, but uh, ran out of HF antenna. So, but uh, it Informed one week, like I say, I uh, made contact. Nobody knew the difference. There was no hash in the signal or anything else. So uh, I'm happy with it. It's a nice little uh, piece, and uh, it, it, it performed quite well. All right. Gil, Whiskey Alpha 1, Lima Alpha Delta. Let's talk a little bit about uh, bench test slash performance. What did it do for you, and uh, did it meet your expectation? So, uh, interestingly, my bench test uh, started out as the tech bench at work, um, comparing it on the service monitor with a Samelex 1235M, which I normally run my entire shack off of. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to see that the RNL power supply um, was very close to the same specs as that Samelex 1235 on the service monitor. Um, it wasn't any noisier. It wasn't, uh, it, it, the voltage measured out, right? Everything was very, very close to the 1235. So I wouldn't have any qualms of, you know, using this in place of that particular device, you know, the, the, the same Lex, this compared very, very well on the test bench. Um, as far as performance, like I said earlier, I used that as the power supply to power up my uh, my POTA shack in a box. And I did make a bunch of contacts with that uh, on HF, voice, CW, and uh, some uh, RIDI contacts. And um, I got no reports of any odd noise or anything associated with my signal, which I was glad to hear. Um, and like Ian said, that shift knob on the front, it may do something. I had no occasion to use it where it affected anything. I, I, I heard no noise difference on, um, you know, when I was receiving and there was no difference when, you know, I was transmitting if I moved it. So if it's creating RF hash, I didn't see it on the, uh, on the spectrum analyzer and I definitely did not experience it while we were operating with it. And that was uh, two meter 440 analog and digital and then pretty much six through 160 sideband cw and um ready so i i worked it pretty well when i had it and I, I am very very happy and surprised at the performance of it that's the one thing that i will say all right now we're going to head over to what we normally look at in the 30-day review you know this is a peer review we ask all the tough questions sometimes with an antenna the curb appeal matters in an HOA with your partner, whatever it is, your neighbors. 
This one, though, curb appeal matters inside the shack, too. Does it fit? What size is it? Does it go with your layout? What did you think? Let's go to Ian. November, Victor, for Charlie. In terms of uh, this curb appeal for you in your shack, is it something you're all right looking at? Does it fit too big, too small? You know, that's interesting. I've got a, a very bizarre layout in my shack. My power supply doesn't sit up with the rest of my gear because I'm very, very space limited. Uh, my shack is, is literally my father-in-law built a big, long desk in the corner of our basement. Um, so my power supply typically sits under the desk on top of a filing cabinet. Um, so not usually something I think about, but this one, it, it looks pretty. It's not, it, you know, it's a good looking piece of equipment. Um, I like the meter on the front of it. That's something that the, uh, the Astron doesn't have. Um, and in fact, doing one thing that uh, doing this testing actually encouraged me to clean up the, the desktop a little bit. So I actually had some place to put it in the, the rig runner and neat kind of quasi neatly run the cables. Um, but yeah, if I redesigned the shack, I, I would sit this up top. Absolutely. I'd put it in. It, it uh, matches pretty well with the Elecraft gear that I've got. Um, it wouldn't look out of place at all. I don't think, um, you know, the, the Elecraft stuff doesn't have the gold lettering that the RNL, uh, that RNL uses, but I think that's for me, that's trivial, really. That's just, yeah. Okay. That's how they branded it. Um, yeah, I would absolutely have no qualms putting this up with the rest of my gear and, and sitting there and looking at it. Good deal. Okay. Let's go over to Mark. Same situation, sir. We're very particular about, well, most of us, unless we're kind of swapping in and out, and some people are doing that, I know for sure. But many people are uh, operators are a little particular about their setups. Things need to fit properly. What do you think about the form factor, the curb appeal, as it relates to your shack? Oh, it, it, it works out really well, Christian. Uh, I'm like, Ian, my main power supply sits on the floor, uh, I have an L-shaped office desk, and uh, it's kind of like a dark, uh, dark wood uh, setup, and it just fits in here nicely. It blends in nicely. I think the picture I sent you last night, you can see it was sitting on my desk in the background, so I have no problem. I mean, it fits in really well, so, I mean, you don't even know that it's sitting here. I mean, I've got a clock next to it and uh, some battery charger, so, I mean, it just fits in really well, so I have no uh hooking it up and leaving it here. So, I mean, it's, it's, it just fits in beautifully. You like the look of it. I love the look of it. But then again, I've always been a sucker for small, good looking stuff like this uh, ever since I became a hand. So it just fits in nicely. Okay. Going over to Gil, Whiskey Alpha One, Lima Alpha Delta. Now this man, you guys don't know this, but I learned that before we got to talking. He's used to a lot of monitors. He does a lot of work with the radio, a <laughs> lot of space. His eyes need to be available and he needs to know where things are. So I wonder at home if you're particular with the way you lay out your shack and specifically to this piece, does it fit your aesthetic? Does it fit in the way you need to have your pieces in line? This is a very nice looking piece of equipment. It's sleek. Um, it looks nice on the desk. It fits in the same spot that I have my current um, switching power supply. It slides right in the same place. Um, I don't. I don't have to change anything around. The only thing that I would have to maybe change my shack up for is to utilize that ten amp power uh, cigarette lighter power port in the front. Uh, which I think is a great add-on to it, by the way. 
uh, if you're temporarily t using it to power something in the shack or whatever. But it is a, it, it's a very nice-looking, small piece of equipment. Uh, the dual-function meter, I thought was that was a great idea. Uh, my, old, my other power supply has dual meters next to each other, so it's a little bit wider than this, not quite as tall, but um, it, it's very nice looking in the shack. It fits in perfect. Okay. All right. Now the one that I really enjoy, because some of these other categories and criteria are very specific, and the guys have to hold, not hold back on what they say, but we're talking about specific things. Now we get into the part where these brothers and this cohort uh, who studied this piece of equipment for 30 days can talk about the pros and the cons, if there are any. If not, they may not say much, but this is a chance. So in this category, we do pros and cons. Then we give it an overall rating, a 5.5 five to a 5.9. This way we, we don't go too low, 5.5, five, 5.9, five, five, give you a good estimate here. Let's move over to Ian. He's November Victor for Charlie. The pros and cons, sir, if there are any, uh, the floor is yours. Um, the pros, it just said it fits in great with the, the other gear in my shack. It performed well for me. Uh, I didn't have any issues with it. I didn't test the, the cigarette lighter um, uh, adapter because I don't have anything in my shack that's equipped for that. But for what I used it for, it performed like a horse. It, it did exactly what I needed it to do when I needed it to do it. Um, probably the only uh, cons, and this is probably going to be true of just about any of this type of gear. Uh, the first few days I was using it as, as it warmed up and it never got hot. So I don't want to imply that it got hot or overheated, but as it warmed up and as I used it more, you kind of got that, that warm, hot electronic smell um as as it was i guess burning in or whatever i uh, did not notice that the last couple weekends when i was really running hard in contesting so you know maybe just a a first few days as it's you know getting used to being used on a regular basis kind of thing um you know i i said it at the top the biggest con for me was was the manual uh, I, I didn't feel like the manual was very robust at all or, or uh, terribly useful aside from you know, showing you the layout and uh, I think it was Gil pointed out the warnings on the back. So those are a good thing to have too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a lot other than that negative to say about this thing in the con category. It just works. I plugged it in, powered it on and I was off to the races. I uh, didn't see any power drops on the radio. Didn't see any problems. Uh, I'd give it a five, eight. 5.8, good rating there. Any improvements? That's another aspect of this. I should mention it's a $109.95. It's sold at RL Electronics. Uh, the guys are giving their own review. The show uh, pays for this. Uh, their review in exchange, they get to keep the gear or put it on a ham table if they want to. Anything for RL that you, you could, any advice you would give them for changes? It's okay if you don't have um, any, but it's, it's... Yeah, I mean, other than just, you know, beef up the manual just a little bit, no. I, okay. uh, it's, it's a good little piece of equipment. I, I was very surprised. I wasn't expecting a lot out of it. As you know, I mentioned before, you know, I, I knew RNL is a place you could go buy gear, but not that they manufactured their own gear. And uh, this one surprised me. It did really well, and uh, I'm impressed with it. 
November Victor for Charlie gives it a 5-8. Let's see if Mark is as generous. Whiskey 9, Whiskey Golf November. You got your pros and cons. You can offer anything that you want to say, any uh, bits of advice for the manufacturer. And uh, we'll get your uh, we'll get your rating after. What do you think? Okay, yeah, I agree with it. It's a nice piece of equipment. I the pros are it's compact, it's light. Like I said, I always kind of enjoy type that type of equipment. It's great if you want to go out uh, and do poda work or a special event station. If you have uh, access to electricity, um, it performs really well. I really do like it. Uh, the meters and everything else, uh, uh, it holds up well. It, I'm like you know actually uh, performs better than I expected uh, as far as maybe cons uh, or you know yeah, like I say the man could have been a little bit better um, the only thing I saw that uh, maybe might be a little bit of improvement for the manufacturer they might think about putting power pole connections in there I have seen uh, power supplies like this with power pole connections and maybe with you know today's you know, electronics they might even want to slap a, a maybe a USB port in there that, you know, to help charge and like stuff like that while you're out in the field. Uh, outside of that, I would also give maybe a, 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 a I'll definitely give it a 5.8. Very nice piece of equipment. All right. 5.8, two five eights. Mark says 5.8, Whiskey 9, Whiskey Golf, November. And Gil, Whiskey Alpha 1, Lima Alpha Delta. <clears throat> Your pros and cons, sirs. I know you, you work around equipment full time and a lot of things are, are going on where you work and you probably beat up some equipment or at least use it quite well. What do you think about this one? Pros, cons, improvements, and your rating. So uh, the cons definitely, the manual could be, uh, I'll say, spruced up a little bit. Um, that's pretty much the only thing I, I would say as a con. The pros, it's a nice looking piece of equipment. It operates uh, within the spec that they've quoted in the manual. Um, I compared it to a comparable power supply. Everything was right there. It just, it performs. It's a, it's a really nice piece of equipment, especially for um, the cost of it. That's why I was surprised when I looked at uh, the, you know, to, to buy one, I was very surprised at the, the low cost of it. And it, it's just a very nice piece of equipment. Um, some suggestions. Um, I will have to also concur with instead of the cigarette lighter plug, maybe a power pole outlet and or a USB outlet there also. Something to a little bit more modern as opposed to a cigarette lighter. But all in all, a uh, great piece of equipment. The other thing that I did notice uh, on the, the studs in the back for your connections, your positive and negative connection, there's no hole drilled through the side for a tin wire to go through it like most of the other supplies. I'm not bothered by that. I always make a jumper to go on the terminal for my power poles. And usually it goes to uh, some type of um, rig runner power distribution block that's fused. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's a really nice piece of equipment. And I have to concur with the other two guys. It's definitely a 5.8 all day long. Really nice piece of equipment, especially for the post. Well, there you have it. The review, the 30 days review of the RNL Electronics, and this is a uh, 109.95. It's called the RLP S30M. You can see that on their website if you're interested. 
hopefully this was uh, useful to you and uh, you now you can spend your money with confidence or not spend your money at all that's the point of the review system is having a uh, peers having our peers it's not just me coming out and going oh it's so great and i and i get to keep it um i don't get to touch it i don't want to touch it i want to send it out to our community and get that feedback so you can decide what to do with your money hopefully this was helpful my thanks to Ian November, Victor Ford, Charlie, Mark, Whiskey 9, Whiskey Golf November, and Gil, Whiskey Alpha uh, 1, Lima Alpha Delta, uh, for being the cohort and spending 30 days with this product and coming in here and giving it a 5.8, a 5.8, and a pretty darn good thorough review. All right, we'll do it again real soon. Want to thank you for your time and subscribing. You can check these clips later. At a later date, we'll put them up individually up on the YouTube channel. So they'll be up there as a resource. All the stuff we do on YouTube is basically a repository of information. And uh, we do some live streams there as well if you want to catch us on the Sunday evening net or on Saturday mornings. We'll do a live stream on Saturday mornings and do the podcast from there. But uh, that's it for this one. I hope uh, everything is good with you. Have a great week. May the dogs run by your side. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. 73, guys. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.